Welcome back to another episode of What's the Word? What's the Word? Right. And we are keeping talking about Dallas. I've been telling folks like, it's fun. It's great to do this. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, like when you're establishing the foundations. Mm, Yes. And the foundations are things like the greatest mystery, the Christian faith, the Trinity. Right. Understanding just the basics of who God is. Mm -hmm. Like I find myself a little bit feeling crazy sometimes, I think. Is that fair? That's fair. Complex. I mean, I think that's the word is the complex. And at the same time, it's one of those things since like I've been not having conversations like this necessarily, but I've been so absorbed in it. It's that whole thing when you're like, when you've lived in it your whole life, you really forget what it's like to be brand new to Mm -hmm. the topic. Like, I don't know if that's… No, that makes that makes total sense. Yeah. So total here, sense. Here we are again, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping talking about the Trinity. Right. Which is kind of funny. I was just actually with a group of people and I was like, yeah, planning on doing four episodes about the Trinity. I was like, oh, we could have done three. No, we couldn't. Have, yeah. You know, all that stuff. Um, but last time we really focused in on the oneness of, of yes. God mm-hmm. as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Right. So we had the threeness and the oneness. We looked at Deuteronomy 6. We had… Matthew 28, really important things. Mm-hmm. This time we're going to take a step a little bit more into the Father. Because it's funny, we've talked about Jesus. We talked about the Son a lot. We did. We're going to talk about this, this fatherness, right? Mm-hmm. But, and, and even saying that is hurting my brain. Like, okay. Because I'm going, it's not fatherness. It's not his father-likeness. It is no, the it Father. No, it is the Father. Yeah. So we're going to get into that. But as we do, I know like I always want to just jump on in and keep going. But I love the the reminder we get from Psalm 19, verse 14, where we find these words, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, uh, my rock and my redeemer. As I'm reading that today, do you know what my brain did? Mm. To you, singular, Lord, singular, my rock, singular, and my redeemer, singular. One God, One friends. God. One God. One God. All right, so we've we've talked about God and and ultimately like I, I'm it's funny enough time has passed for my brain at least and the craziness that can be all things right that I'm going I don't really remember fully what we talked about last time yeah I was struggling with that a little bit a sure. little bit too yeah just fun time of the year mm-hmm. but like I know typically when I'm talking about the Trinity mm-hmm. I am talking about how that answers the question who is God yes which I think is a great intro question for anyone trying to determine like, okay, how do you start talking about God? Well, that's probably one of the first questions you have to ask yourself. And thankfully, yes, I know we covered this. He is Father. He is Son. He is Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right? And now we really do want to deep dive into when we talk about the role of the Father, the person of the Father, which is a way, it's so funny. One of my favorite videos, Dallas, is called uh, the the Trinity in three minutes. Love it, right? We talked about it a little bit. We last should put time. that. We should put that link up. Oh, we should. We should put Remind that link me. up. This mm-hmm. would be really good. Maybe I'll make a note. Make a note. Link to video. Mm-hmm. Link to video. Because it's it's one of my favorites because it does a great job of saying if you were to ask me who I am, I would tell you I'm Lee, mm-hmm. right? If you're telling me what I am, I would tell you I am a human being. Okay. And then when it comes to God, you're asking the question, who is God? He is Father. He is Son. He is Holy Spirit. But if you ask God what he is, well, he's God. And it kind of goes into um, how complex and yet simple 
it all is, right? We're humans. We're made in the image of God. We spent some time in we did. Uh, Genesis 1-2 over mm-hmm. the course of our time together. Is it wild that it's episode 14? It is a little bit. Yes, yeah, fully, it is. Fully, fully crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, then an, a second video I always partner with that is about God grammar, right? Oh, I have, is this new? This is new. What? God grammar? I don't, um, that's a new, uh, but I'm very intrigued. So it's basically saying the Trinity in a lot of ways as a concept mm-hmm. is like God grammar. What is the right way to talk about who God is? Right? Okay. And so that's where you have the Father is God, mm-hmm. uh, the Son is God, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit is God. That's good God grammar, right? right? Um, that's just a correct statement about who God we is. We have talked about this. Yes, we there you have. go. I, yeah. Sorry, it's coming. It's, it's all there. coming back to it's me there. now. It's all no, I'm not going to sing that. Okay. But then you have also statements like the Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Father, and the Holy Spirit is not the Son, the Holy Spirit is not the Father, right? And those are also good good ways to talk about right. who God is. So as we talk about this, Dallas, I'm like always stumbling over myself okay. because I feel like I'm hitting the roadblocks, making sure I'm, I have good God grammar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of um, reading, getting ready for this week, and I stumbled down plenty of rabbit holes uh, as far as like the Trinitarian controversy yes, yeah. and all of the the new church stuff. And, and I think that some of that stuff we take for granted because we're, 2000 years removed from sure. from when Good. when this burst on the scene and so it's it's easy for me to take my bible for granted because i can pick it up and make a mess i can pick it up and i can walk around with it and i can look at it and i can revert back to i can i can go and i can look back through genesis and i can look back through leviticus um but some of the our early church fathers our early church uh leaders teachers yeah. they didn't have that the bible was not compact. It was not uh, collected and in a portable, it wasn't on their phone, you know, it wasn't on something that you could just take with you. It wasn't very um, transportable. <laughs> just love that. It wasn't on their phone. It wasn't on their yeah. phone. Uh, it was, that was coming later. And <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, we just take for granted, I take for granted that the Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, because there were people that went ahead of me that really had to hash this out and getting ready for today's episode on the role of the father, I guess, is I don't know what we're, what, the, how the person, the, of the, the person, yeah, the person yeah. of the father, um, how challenging that was for some of our early church leaders. Yeah, and I appreciate where you're taking us because in a lot of ways, I think I want for our, the sake of our listeners, for the sake of the newbies mm-hmm. that are hanging on to us, right? Because with both like, hands. I think people are hearing the trepidation in my voice, like, like, uh, and, and how I'm hesitating and do I, how do I not do this wrong? How do I not be confusing? Well, think about it. I'm trying to take that conversation back to exactly where the people right after the resurrection of Jesus would have been. Right. Right. And for the hundreds of years after mm-hmm. that, trying to really have the conversation about who God is in light of the fact that we know God is one, right? Mm-hmm. Because even though they wouldn't have had it on their uh, smart devices, mm-hmm. you know, 2000 years ago, they would have had this stuff memorized. Right. Right. They would have been aware. They would have been absorbing all this stuff over such a time. So they would have definitely really held on to the words that Jesus said, mm. like in Matthew 28 mm-hmm. and Deuteronomy 6. And then it's a matter of looking back and going, okay, and what else? And remind us, Deuteronomy 6, That's the Shema. That's the oneness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Right. Right. So that, that's, that's, that was last episode. Right. Well, so this one then really, that's, that's a fun, fun transition. How does scripture 
talk about God as Father and God the Father. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. See, see how? I'm no. Like, yeah. That that even gets the a little. Of the language is. It, oh. it is, and you know, and so one of my. I, I can't say that my favorite attribute because I have so many favorites of, you know, I love Jesus. Yeah. Spoiler, I love Jesus. Right, exactly. I love the Holy Spirit. I Okay, but uh, it, it's interesting to me to listen to how people pray. Oh, like good. How, how you pray, how do you address? Are you a Father God? Prayer? I am a Father God That's person. Right. And we, yeah. you know, we, we talked about this a little yeah, bit that yeah. I gravitate um, toward mm, the attribute, I guess, the characteristic, the the image of God as father Good. because I didn't necessarily have that growing up. Sure. So I needed, I, I, it was very comforting and very reassuring for me to find that I actually do have a father yes. in it. And he's not just a father figure. He is somebody that has protected me, that has looked after me, that has created me. And so I gravitate toward Father God. When I pray, I address him as Father God. I know a lot of people that it is Lord God. It it is Almighty God. And all of those are they're they're all one and the same and they're great and they're they're, and they're true. Uh, but it's very interesting for people, you know, for me to listen to how people pray and sure. how they address him. Yeah. And I'm a I'm a heavenly father guy, right? So I definitely pray to the Father. It's so funny in one of my classes at seminary, uh systematics one is the name of it. It's a fancy way to say doctrine what you believe, what we teach. Mm-hmm. Right, but it was fun. Like uh, the professor had a challenge for us to really listen to how we pray. And and really the challenge was to see, are we being distinct enough? Uh, are we saying, acknowledging who God has said who he is? He is the Father, mm-hmm. the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Or are we using ambiguous language? Are we using words that any religion and any God could be Ooh. who we're talking to, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, like, like if you just say the generic word God, then you really could be talking to anyone. If you never mention Jesus, if you never mention anything specific, right? Which is another reason why I think, have I ever told this story? I, there's no way I told this on the podcast. My grandmother, my mom's mom, uh, we lost her in 2019, but she was a very faithful, very Bible-believing woman. And I vividly remember a story about her where she was very much like what the word says, friends, is exactly what she would hold people accountable to, especially pastors. Mm. So there was a pastor, apparently a young pastor in her life at one point who was praying for a group. And then she walked up to him afterward and said to him, God didn't hear that prayer. And I guarantee you, friends, like just as a pastor, like someone says something, you don't forget that Mm -mm. like ever. No, you were going to remember that. And he was like, kind of like, what do you mean? And she said, the Bible says that we should be praying in Jesus' name. You didn't finish that prayer in Jesus' name or anything close to it. God didn't hear that prayer. And it was like, oh, but what she's trying to, is is the same thing that my professor was trying to do. Be distinct, be Mm -hmm. Deliberate and be deliberate. making sure you who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Like I do in uh, this year at least, we're talking about religion curriculum changes and all this stuff. So it might not happen anymore. But the psalm, I did it for the Psalms class too. Uh, we talk about how the Psalms kind of teach us um, how to pray. There's certain mm-hmm. elements of prayer that the Psalms do really well for us. And the very first one is element is address. I was, I was saying, uh, like if I want if you really want to get someone's attention to make sure you know that they're talking, you're talking to them, how would you do that? I'd call them by name. Call them by name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. 
And so the fun thing about the Psalms is there's so many different ways that the Psalms talk to God. Mm-hmm. My protector, my refuge, my shepherd, my light, my salvation, my, fortress. my refuge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one of those things of even that creator of the universe. Oh, yeah. Enthroned uh, for all time, right? Mm. What cool, crazy, awesome ways to be very deliberate about who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But circling all the way back to great way is my father. My father. My heavenly father. And I love scripture like in the sense of there's always this parentalness, which mm-hmm. is kind of fun too, because uh, again, God has made himself known as the right. father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, there's also parental, even maternal aspects that God gives himself. You think about like oh, when yeah. Israel is walking through and he mm-hmm. talks about how he's feeding them with milk, right? right. It's a maternal image mm-hmm. that that they're giving to, he's giving to himself, right? But this parental guidance protecting thing, which I also love because like I remind parents all the time. I do too. Uh, God put you there as a parent for a reason to be his representative. That is exactly it. And I that's I have that on my notes. I do go. I have that on my notes because we refer to God's people in the old especially in the Old Testament as the children of Israel. Exactly. And what did the children do? Oh my goodness, they grumbled and they complained and they threw fits and they disobeyed. Yeah. They disobeyed and they got themselves into so much trouble all the time. Like all the time. And you know, God said don't do this. And so what did they turn around? They did exactly they did that. And then they would go, okay, well, we messed up. Can you please save us? Please help us. Okay, what do you do with your own kids? What do you, you know, what did your parents do with you and your siblings? And that that's what we, that's what we do. And there's countless books on the market to teach you how to be a better parent, but this is the one that you need yeah. because God is the ultimate parent. He exactly. is the ultimate parent. Well, and to be a great parent you need to be greatly parented yes. by the Father, right? right? By God. Right. And so I think this is why it's so important, friends. Like why? Because it seems like this is this is one of those ones that it's a foundational conversation we have to have. Yeah. That we do. Like that's who we call God. That's the kind of relationship that we have mm-hmm. uh, that was established by God. Right. Is this relationship as a father to his children. Mm-hmm. And because of that, when we, when we pour through the scriptures, what do we see? Uh, we see a God who is the ultimate creator, right? Mm -hmm. In the same way that my mom and dad created me. That's how it works. Uh, He sustains things Mm -hmm. uh, in the sense of he provides for things. So he's the source for so many things that we need to, Mm -hmm. right? So I love that we kind of leaned into this this parent piece real quick too, Mm -hmm. because ultimately that's who we're looking at God as, which I would imagine, right? This whole podcast is centered toward people that have never opened this stuff up. Maybe has never had these conversations before. And friends, that's what we're saying is, you have a creator uh, who I would I'd also kind of start by saying, who is good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who deeply loves you mm. more than any parent ever could. And that's mind-blowing because I know how much I love my children. Like, I, I, that is indisputable. We will step outside and go into the parking lot to, for you to think yeah. that I do not love my children. And for me to impress upon them that their heavenly father loves them more than I do. And that is a hard concept even for me to grasp because I look at them and, you know, and my heart actually hurts when I, when I look at them, even now they're grown. I mean, they're not, they're not cute, precious babies anymore. They're full on adults. Um, But my heart still hurts when I look at them because I love them so much and that they have to know that they have somebody greater than, greater than I am, but the love that God has for, for us is so much more than that. I mean, that's mind-blowing. And especially like, I, I love the illustration too of parents get it better than kids, right? 
But your kids could do something bad. Mm-hmm. Could do something terrible. Could mm-hmm. really mess up. And while you're not going to be happy, right, about it, or you're not going to hide it or ignore it, it was bad, your love for them does not change. No. Right? And parents get that. Kids don't really get that. Not the until they have their 100% own. 100% get that. Right? Mm-hmm. And and because it's hard for us because we're human beings. Mm-hmm. Right? So as kids, our, 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 our earthly parents do not communicate the way that God can and the way that God does and transcend his love. Right? For us. But it's so true. And I'm trying to remind kids of that all the time. Meanwhile, right? You have this, this God who um, is there for you. Right, so so maybe you've never heard that before, but again, a God who made you, who created you, a God who is providing for you, a and God who, who does loves, call you by name. Yes, yeah. Even I mean, He knows you by name. Exactly, mm-hmm. and and knows every hair on your head, knows you better than you know yourself. That all knowingness to mm-hmm. God too, right? Which is so important when it comes to actually turning to Scripture and seeing what it says. Now, one of the first places we we would go, right? I don't think we have to dive too far here because we've covered it before. Is Genesis one and two. Love it. Right, Genesis 1 and 2, like in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In mm-hmm. other words, God created everything. everything. And then the deep dive in Genesis 2, right, shows us that like, especially when it came to man, mm-hmm. uh, God spent a lot of time. He got his hands dirty. Yeah. Like he spoke the universe and he spoke the animals and he spoke things into existence. Uh, the expanse between, you know, the, yeah. the sky and the ground and all of those light things. And dark. Yeah. Light and dark. He spoke all of that into existence. But when he made man, he he put his hands on us. Yeah. Like he got he got down in there and got up close and personal and and you know got in the in in the dirt with us. And there's some people that would say, right? This is so interesting. Okay, God did that for Adam, but like he didn't do that for me. Right? Which is a, somewhat conversations we've had here on the podcast before. Go to other places in scripture, right? Uh, the psalmist writes, "You knit me together in my mother's womb." Mm-hmm. Again, anybody that's ever handled needle and thread knows that's the, a, the uh, detail. The that time, is very detailed. The attention mm-hmm. that goes into knitting anything together. It's mm-hmm. not a casual thing. There's not a loom or like a, a, a machine that's doing all this. No. There's a very close details. Mm-hmm. And then, friends, look at how your biology is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look at your fingerprints. I love fingerprints. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I brought up fingerprints yep. before, right? For everybody that's of that conventional paradigm, uh, Evolution, millions of years came from cesspools, right? That's yep. that's a very common. I had that conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago, and I failed miserably. Like it's been on my mind. Oh, I mean, I got I got flustered. I got flustered, and I failed miserably. And uh, but 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 fingerprints. It's one of those ones of if we're all by chance, and if uh, it's all natural selection, and mm-hmm. things are only true, like explain to me fingerprints, which again, I've looked into that. What is the conventional? And they say that at some point, fingerprints were valuable for grips. Like that Spider-Man. Allowed you to, and it's like, it's interesting because no. like, we can grab things without fingerprints because we can erase these suckers, but they're identical. Or, or um, What's the word I'm looking for? Unique to each and every to one each, of us. Yeah. Yeah. And your identity, like so true. Yeah. There's certain things that you might share with people like a blood type, but your DNA is only to you. Is unique, mm-hmm. right? And I love Dallas this past fall. I have seen Netflix in the darkest time of the year, for whatever reason, was constantly recommending like cr- true crime documentaries to me. And I'm like, I'm all for it, but it's also dark outside. So it's like, okay, I don't want to talk about people that murder everybody all the time. But there's a whole lot of like 70s and 80s and 60s. 
And I noticed recently, even in some comedies and stuff, that do time travel. Mm-hmm. Like they'll joke about like how DNA evidence wasn't a thing until very, very recently. It wasn't like the a 90s. thing. Like they didn't, they didn't know. I'm like, what in the world? They're so, solving 40-year-old crimes. Exactly. Based off of DNA. And that's the thing is because it's so unique to an individual. Mm-hmm. Like the science of it, the study of what is, that's right? what science is, mm-hmm. has shown us there's such a uniqueness to this thing we call DNA. My question is why? Right? If it's all chance, if it's all this other stuff, why? It's because you have a father who made you, who created you, who loved you so much, who gave you this unique identity and right. who loves the uniqueness that you are. Right? So, so one, he created you, he made you, he designed you. Uh, that's their... Uh, oh, and that's a good transition down to Isaiah 64. Yes. Right? Oh, so I like when, that one. When yeah. we're looking at uh, what's the word, okay? Mm-hmm. What does scripture actually say about these things? Yeah, we've got the God made us, have a little bit of the psalmist, um, but Isaiah 64, verse eight, would you read that one for us? Nope, because I'm in Psalm. Go oh, ahead. There I'm you like, go. that's <laughs> why that didn't make any sense. There I'm like, that is, Isaiah- not, that is not the right, <laughs> that is not what you were trying to do. Isaiah 64, verse eight. Psalmist writes, yet Lord, you are our father. We are the clay and you are our potter. We are all the work of your hands. Yeah, that's what that says. When you turn to the right book, that's yeah. exactly what that says. <laughs> um, I have a um, I have a note for Isaiah 63, um, verse 16, but you are our father. Yeah. Though Abraham does not know us or Israel acknowledge us, you, O Lord, are our father, our redeemer, uh, from old is your name. And I, I love that. I mean, I just, it, it shows that shows up there. I had, I had one of the Psalms open, uh, Psalm 68, um, that a father, your father to the fatherless, a defender of widows um, is God in his holy, holy dwelling. I went back um, to Deuteronomy. Mm, nice. Looking for father passages. Yeah. And of, of course, you know, I'm, it, it's mm, so much easier I guess, to find father references in the New Testament because oh, sure. Jesus is speaking and Jesus yeah, is, is, as the son, as the son yeah. is, is constantly speaking of the father. Um, but in the Old Testament where I spend a lot of my time, mm-hmm. I love the Old Testament. Uh, I went back to Deuteronomy 1, Deuteronomy 32, um, as a, a, a father carries his son. So we're talking about the children of Israel and, and God is there guiding his people as a father carries his son, as, um, you know, he is your father, your creator, Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 32. Um, and and those are very comforting passages. Absolutely. Very, very comforting passages. And one thing that I probably sound like a broken record while we're talking on the on the podcast is the consistency of the word of God. Absolutely. The, just the consistency of the word of God, that it is it, from start to finish, his message doesn't change. And his message to us is one of love and compassion and discipline, discipline as, a, as a parent, the father, yeah. as a yeah. parent, that is what he does for us. And I just, I think that is so, uh, I think it's beautiful to yeah. actually, to actually see and touch with your own hands. I'm going to go on a weird. Bring it. I, I don't want to say it's a rabbit hole or rabbit trail, but offshoot that it's one of those, it's getting more in the flavor of where this podcast will go friends Okay. Uh, later this spring. But like, I think sometimes I have heard, um, mostly from within the church. So it's not, it's not without the church or outside of the church, but, but a little bit challenging from the, the outside of the church too, of, of this like, well, why the father, right? Why doesn't God 
because God doesn't have a gender. You right. know, like that kind of conversation mm-hmm. will happen. And, and again, I think what people are, people are trying to make political statements. We live in 20-whatever century America. 24. <coughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, but it's people trying to make political statements and, and be, and there's always, there's, there's just places, friends, for those conversations. There are. My, my typical response when someone asks me something like that is, well, that's just because that's, that's what God said. Right. That's how he made mm-hmm. himself known. Right. Right. So we're not trying to make a statement Mm-mm. that men are more godlike. That's not at all what it is. Right. Because Genesis 1 says, uh, let us make man in our image. And he created them male. And he created male and, and female. female. And, and together, right. Mm-hmm. So that's where, and again, a little controversial. I'm sure we'll have an episode on it at some point. Oh, there's that old board mm-hmm. put it up there. But like, that's why in the picture of marriage and two parents together, you get the fullness of right. a picture, a reflection mm-hmm. of God, right? In right? a man and a woman, yep. right? So you have both of those qualities, but for whatever reason, right? When God made himself known, because as you were talking about all those Deuteronomy passages, mm-hmm. I was going, hmm, it's because uh, God had the patriarchs, which means fathers right. that lead, right? And they had children. And so when he's carrying out, it's very much a family thing. Mm-hmm. But then when it turns the corner into Jesus, Right? It is the father and the son. Mm-hmm. Okay? And it's the son that is leading. There's a headship of who God is. Right. Uh, and for whatever reason, he chose to come as a man and when in the son. Right? And Jesus. So it's one of those things of like people will always the time try and make it cultural and you're being so sexist and you're being such a— And I was like, no, I'm just talking about history. Right. This is historical. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right? So as we keep doing this too, right? And so it's, it's for, for whatever reason God found— that image of the father to be profound in the way that he spoke about himself. Uh, in the same way then, another place in the Psalms, uh, Psalm 145, we can talk about how as a father, he sustains us, right? And this is where some of the images we've had along the way are really helpful too. In the sense of Dallas, everything we have, we've been given. Oh, yeah. Right? It's mm-hmm. so funny. How many times have you seen it where adults struggle with that? Kids never do. And the faith of a child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As kids, you know everything you have is a gift. Right. Because you can't. You can't can't reach the counter. You can't reach the counter. You can't open the jar. You can't Mm -hmm. do these things. The older we get, we get convinced that somehow we are the ones. Right. We're we're so good, Dallas. Mm -hmm. We're Americans too. We pull ourselves up. We're a gift Mm -hmm. to the world around us. Yep. We're doing it all for ourselves. And I'm all for, I'm all for hard work. I'm all for doing what you can for yourself and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, who gave you the body? Right. Who gave you the ability? Who gave, who gave you, the, gave you the tools? Who, who gave, gave you the opportunities? Mm-hmm. Who gave you these things? Right. Right. And then that's where, like, we'll be very deep in the whole gratitude for just being alive most days. Right. And yeah. and again, it goes back, you know, I think about um, when we pray. You know, how often do we, and, and I mean, it's kind of a rhetorical question, but how often do we, look at God like as a spiritual slot machine and, you know, and, and a a letter to Santa Claus, you know, this is what I I would like to have this. And I would like to have this. And, and Oh, by the way, thank you for all of the things that you've already given me. Just continue to do that. Which again, I'll go, it's because we're kids, we're children. We are children. That's exactly what kids do with parents. Yep. That is exactly what they do. And so we like, there's this posture that we have then recognizing that we're simply holding our hands out Mm -hmm. and saying, God provide, which is so funny because I say adults struggle with this. You know, which adults don't struggle with this? 
those in impoverished countries, mm. right? Like for the most part, at least right. when I've gone to poor countries, when I've been able to visit folks in poor communities, they understand that everything they have is a gift. They feel far more blessed and content than we do when we have all of our stuff and all of our right. blessings at our fingertips and mm-hmm. things like that. It's so interesting how we can get consumed by all that. But when we think of this then, Psalm 145, a couple of verses that really ring true of this are verses 8 and 9 and then 14 to 16. Oh, these are some of my favorite verses. Since yeah. I'm in the right book, I'll go ahead and read these Sweet. two. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. Yeah, everyone he has made, everything he has made. Everything he has made. Oh, I love that word. Right. I struggle with compassion. Absolutely. Uh, On on some days, most days, I struggle with compassion. Yeah. Like trying to think in the kindest way Mm -hmm. um, and have that kind of empathy. Right. And God, who if anyone didn't need. Oh, no. To help, didn't need to, Mm -hmm. right? Didn't like, because we don't deserve it. Nope. Doesn't need to put up with us. And yet he is full of compassion for everything that he has made. Yes. I love that. Yes. Right. Then looking at 14 through 16, uh, the Lord helps all who fall. Mm. He raises up all who are oppressed. All eyes look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every little thing. You know, part of Jesus teaching comes to mind for me. Tell me. The birds. Right? Oh, yeah. It's there in the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. Matthew, Matthew 5 to 7. And he is looking at it. He goes, You're, y'all are worrying about all this stuff of this world. Look over there at the birds. They don't worry. They're not sowing. They're not reaping. They're not working Mm-mm. for what they have. And yet God's providing for them. Don't you think you're worth more than they are? Mm-hmm. Look at the flowers. Look at the lilies of the field. Aren't they beautiful? Aren't they gorgeous? Don't you think you matter more than these flowers that are here right. today and gone tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Right? It's such a beautiful Again, looking at what God has already done and seeing how he provides for his creation and saying, God will do the same for you. He will. Yeah. He will. We just need to get out of our own way sometimes. Yeah, And people need to get out of the way too. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. Because I think that's the other thing is I think like honestly when people, and again, I I feel like I'm going off the tracks. That's okay. Um, A lot of times people will say things like, well, there's really, there really are people that are struggling. They don't have things like that. And that, and people talk about hunger, right? And again, okay. I'm not trying to dismiss hunger. No, I understand. But like I remember being in college, loved my college experience, being in Birmingham serving. So I got really passionate about looking into it. And it's shocking just the amount of food that is thrown away oh, every yeah. year. Mm-hmm. How we have enough. It's people that get in the way. Yes, we like, do. We get in the way. We get in the way. We're not taking care of each Mm-mm. other. We're so consumed with ourselves Meanwhile, God has very much given enough to the world to be able to take care of each other, love oh, each absolutely. other, and do what he can. It's just, we get in the way. We get so in the often. way. Yeah. We get in the way. And and I don't really have a good answer for that except the, you know, Sunday school answer of sin. Yeah. I mean, we just, we're, we're constantly, I mean, if, if you look at the scriptures, um, God is the sustainer. He's the creator and the sustainer of everything, everything that we need. And that, and I don't mean to sound like flippant, or uh, make light of that, yeah. Uh, because there are people, there are people in our circles yeah. that are struggling. Absolutely. They are struggling with some some really heavy stuff, illness, and and not having enough at the end of the month. You Lots know, of too, jobs, too much month, not yeah. enough money, and you know, but but really, by and large, it matters. Our eternity is what matters. Yeah, not 
not what we have, you know, not what I'm wearing, not what, you know, what yeah, where I'm, I'm living, what I'm driving. Right, right, yeah. right. And, uh, and, what I and have. the stuff just doesn't the, just matter the stuff. At the end of the day. I mean, it just really does not. stuff. And I like stuff. Yeah. I mean, I like stuff. I'm not, yeah. don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to, yeah. to say that I, that I don't, I don't like presents and I don't like shiny things. No, Jeff, I like shiny things. Um, <laughs> but that's her husband. Right. <laughs> and, uh, um, but it's not at the end of the day, the most important it's thing. It's not the most important thing yeah. to me. It's it's not, and and you know, and I struggle with certain uh, maybe relationships, you know, like fam- familial relationships. Sure. Um, but when I go back to the scriptures and I actually look, it doesn't matter what even my own um, blood relatives think of me. Yeah. What matters is what the Creator of the universe exactly. thinks of me, and He is slow to anger. He is abounding in love, and He has compassions that go on for days and days and days. Yeah, I love spending time at the heart of God. I and do like, too. And seeing these kind of things and just seeing how, like, as you were talking, you're like, I don't know the answer other than sin. I was like, yeah, and that's sin curved in on ourselves. It's all about self-gain. It's all Mm -hmm. about doing anything for self-preservation, which means we gravitate toward power and stuff and money, right? And and the one that that has a right to all of that does not do it. Who owns all things. He owns all things. has all the power. Creates all things and has, yes, ultimate power. he doesn't. He he doesn't. We see that in God the Father. We saw yeah. that in God the Son. You know that he had all of these things at his fingertips and chose not to. and chose not to not to enforce that. Yeah, and that's again where I go back to the goodness of God and how he just he has all the power. He has all the things, and how does he choose to use it in love mm-hmm. to care to right. protect? And I'm like, y'all, human humanity, if only we could continue to reflect if that could be a part of our family DNA. You right. Know, that as, could be something humans, that we pass down. hundred percent. And I think this is also important for us because I think it highlights the relational nature of God, right? So that God as father, that's how he interacts with his people, with all people, with all things, with all of creation is he is loving, he is caring, he is providing, he's doing everything he can. Everything you could ever think of that a good father should be doing that's the relationship that he wants with you. Uh, that's the relationship he wants with your neighbor, mm-hmm. uh, with with all of his creation. And I right. think that's so profound when we really look at all this. And we um, we've we've jumped ahead. I mean, we've we spent some time in the Old Testament. Now, if we fast forward all the way to the end of the New Testament, we see John, and we've talked about John before. We you talked. Know my favorite verse. I love my favorite verse. First John three. three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that is. Um, it it is such a beautiful image mm-hmm. of uh, go. Ahead, you're not there yet. How um, great is the love the Father mm-hmm. has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God, and that is who we are. Right? I love it so much. It it's is one beautiful. Of those, it's funny lately we've talked about like a little morbid, but like I need to plan my funeral like so bad. I know that verse will be at my funeral, and I say I need to do it just because you never know, right? But like that is my favorite verse for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because in, the, in there is is the good news for the world, right? Right. right. Uh, it's not how great are my works um, that I worked hard enough for God to love me so that he could call me his child. Right. How great is the love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be just called because. children of God. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I think that's just powerful. Just because. It is super powerful. Yeah. And, you know, for anybody that is listening that might be struggling with self-worth, the creator of the universe sees your face every morning. When you wake up, he sees your face 
and he loves your face and he loves mm-hmm. you and you know he and made you. he made he designed you. you he made you yeah just had a moment with my microphone um <laughs> fine <laughs> but uh i just i think that that in in john's language in in his writings um are evident of that you know he he calls uh in in his his letters at the end of the the end of the new testament first john second john third john he refers to his readers as children Dear sure, children, yes. Dear children, and he takes on that role um, to give us again something tangible, something that we can hold on to, and something we can read for ourselves. That is how great is the love of the Father. You mm-hmm. know, dear children, listen to me. Love one another. Do this. Do you know? Love as you have been loved. Yeah. Well, and and, and be loved. Allow yourself to be loved by your Father, because mm-hmm. I think it's so easy. Like I just I work closely with youth. I mean, I still do. Right. No matter what shape life will take for me, I just love being able to talk to young mm-hmm. people because I think in middle school in particular, like high school too, but like, and, and I've learned late elementary school, there can just be such a negative view of self that is promoted by the world, right? Tear everybody down. I don't down. understand why. Self-preservation is ultimately I it, guess. right? They'd rather it be somebody else than them. And mm-hmm. I just wish that we would characterize our, our, our world, our conversations and everything by upholding the dignity of everybody. Right. right. No matter if they're different, no matter if you completely disagree, if you're I don't have to Aggie agree with everything. Oh, Longhorn. don't say don't don't well, <laughs> we're not gonna go there right now. That's a little bit of a stretch. That's uh, so funny. That's yeah, a little bit of a stretch. But it I don't have to agree yes. with you. I don't have to think you're right. Yeah. And to to get along. And I don't have to appreciate everything you do no. or say. I don't. No. I don't have I don't have to like you. Yeah. But I should be more than cordial to you. Yeah. If that is, if that makes that makes sense, like you don't have to like me. It's there's all, there's a lot of people that don't. Yeah. Um, but don't go out of your way to be mean to me. Yeah. It's all love and respect. It's just love right? and respect. At the very end of the day, no matter what's going on, like if only our world could be characterized by love and respect. Yeah. Because I think that's what is missing. Well, and 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 that's what our father is doing mm-hmm. right he loves this world he cares for this world mm-hmm. and there's an order and a design and a right. way that he called everyone to be which is that level of respect as right. well that goes into it all yeah too. yeah well and, and you mentioned right the new testament stuff we didn't really dive into it today but like there's plenty of conversations about oh yeah jesus referring to the father um paul certainly will mm-hmm. talk about the father mm-hmm. like all the way through this is the language that god uses for us to be able to describe him um, and, and the work that he's doing, the care that he has for this world. Because again, I think it all goes back to, he wants a relationship with you he does. as his child. He does. And it is so much easier for us if we have that tangible, that tangible element to hold on to, which I is, is, you know, in my mind, whether this is theological or not, that is, we needed that tangible relationship, um, of, of a parent child yeah. um, because we could put our hands on it because we're trying to wrap our minds around an invisible God, a God that we cannot see, that we cannot touch, we cannot hear most days in, a, in an, audible, an audible voice. Um, but we have the relationship of parent child that he has demonstrated all throughout the pages of scripture. Yeah, exactly. And I go back to a little bit of the first like uh, offshoot I went on with the whole patriarchal conversation mm-hmm. and things like that. 
But at the end of the day, too, what's the reason? I appreciate there at the end, you talked parent-child, right? Parent-child. Ultimately, what that's doing, calling God, is saying, I am acknowledging you as an authority over my life. Right. And not just an authority over my life. The authority. Over my life. Mm-hmm. Because because that's what what the parent says goes, right? And, and he has a different vantage. He has a higher vantage point than we do. I've got, uh, I have three children. My youngest child tried to test the Jesus in me on a very regular basis. Um, He didn't like to hold my hand when he was little. He didn't Mm -hmm. like to hold my hand. Parking lots were especially challenging. And uh, when when he would try and dart away from me and I would hold on to his wrist instead of his hand because little two and three-year-old hands are slippery, sticky, and, and, you know, you you don't have a good grip. Um, But, and, and more than once I snatched him away from a car bumper because he would get away from me and I would snatch him back. And, uh, and I'm like, okay, I do this not because I know it drives you crazy, but because my vantage point is higher than yours. And I can see dangers coming that you cannot see. And that is the type of relationship that we have with God, our father, is that his vantage point is so much higher than ours. And we, he can see things that are coming in, in our direct path. We can't see simply because for lack of a better word, he's taller. Yeah. He can he can see Different things advantage. that yeah. we that we cannot and and so that parent child relationship is super important. Um because that that he, it keeps us safe. Mm-hmm. It keeps us safe. I think I think that's a profound perspective for people to really acknowledge in this whole conversation because it is like we get that like it, and again I think people that have been parents know this, mm-hmm. right? You definitely have that experience with your little ones. And so but the truth of the matter is, I don't care if you're 27 or 97, you're still a child, mm-hmm. right? You're still someone who is dependent. And that's kind of the funny, like, like I go back to that, uh, is an Scott Fitzgerald short story, uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button got turned into a movie with mm-hmm. Brad Pitt in it. And, but I, I really appreciate the illustration of uh, he's born old, but then you notice as, a, as a, then it's kind of the reverse of life, right? born old and the older he gets, the younger he gets. Mm -hmm. Well, then by the end of it, he's a baby. And what it's trying to do is talk about how when you're old, it's almost like the full circle. It is. Like when you're a baby, you need Mm -hmm. help. You need someone to help feed you, change you, all these other things. The truth of the matter is at a certain age, the same thing, exact exact same thing happens. It is the circle of life. And somewhere in the middle, we convince ourselves somehow we're not children. Mm -hmm. And yet there's this great humbling reminder at the end. And again, I'm going to ask friends, hmm, why would that be? Right. Why would it be if it's all chance and if it's all natural selection and if it's all evolution? Like, why would it be like this? Mm-hmm. And I would tell you because when you enter the world and when you leave it, God is reminding you of exactly who you are. Right? Mm-hmm. Someone that he has taken care of every step of the every way. Every step of the way. Not just when you're a baby. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're going to need it later on too. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is humbling. It is so humbling. It is. Yeah. Anybody that's walked past people or with, with people in those situations, you recognize how humbling, how hard, how difficult that walk is in the same way that your little one was fighting, don't grab my hand, don't grab my hand, grab my well, hand. Well, and we see that with like our aging parents. I noticed, I, I had that experience with my father-in-law uh, before he passed that he toddlered me all the time. 
like he would, I mean, I carried, I carried a bag that wasn't necessarily a diaper bag, but I had a bag of tricks in there. I even had fruit snacks. I had fruit snacks, <laughs> playing cards, uh, word searches, you know, anything to keep him occupied while we were, you know, going to various doctor's appointments and whatnot. And then trying to convince him that, yeah, he needed a little bit of help uh, with his living arrangements. And, and that is something that's very, very hard for yeah. us to grasp because we go through the majority of our life being self-sufficient. And they provide for us. Us. They like do, it's such a hard, and weird and then to, to to reverse that. But if we can make make it through our our life fully focused on on our dependency on on somebody other than us, on God our Father, uh, maybe that transition would be a little bit easier at the end, yeah. knowing that it it is just one big you know it it is a circle. Well, and talk about the reversal too. All of a sudden, you are caring for a child like someone. Mm-hmm. And understanding deeper the heart God right. has when He cares for us. Oh, too. absolutely! All right, it's all intentional, friends. Mm-hmm. So here we here we are, right? So what's the word on the Trinity? Uh, really trying to understand the Father. Why do we call Him Father? Uh, what does that mean? Why is the process? What does the Word actually say about these things? Because friends, as we keep going together, we're going to continue to um, to 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 build on this kind of stuff and conversations. We didn't want to miss it as we, we got didn't going. We want to miss it. Especially just in this general question of what's the word about who God is. Right. 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 He's Father, He is Son, He is Holy Spirit. Hopefully mm-hmm. this episode has helped you out a little bit. Um as always, we're gonna wrap up here with the prayer in a second. Um, but also just share the conversation, have the conversation. Right. Talk about it. Hopefully this has gotten you to think a little bit um in a way maybe that helps you appreciate or even soften a perspective that maybe you've had before uh, of not understanding or even maybe fighting against what why Christians use these kind of language and, and what does the word actually say about these things. So as always, the best way to help us and, and support us is certainly like, subscribe. But big thing is share, have the conversation, share. keep mm-hmm. conversations going, keep talking with those that you love. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? I just, that's always my advice for folks, Dallas, if they want to keep I think that, that conversation I think going. That, that is great. And, uh, um, and as we get ready to to move into the next episode, yes, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, we are going to jump from the first Lutherans person. Lutherans are talking about the Holy Spirit. We are going to talk about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> We're going to save Jesus again. We're going to save Jesus for the for the the. A little bit later, yes. And uh, but next time we're going to talk about um, the person of the Holy Spirit, and uh, and I just I look forward I look forward to that. Yeah, and is it, guys, if you want to hear more about Jesus now too, just go back and look. Go back and, and all look at fall. Them. That's what we were doing. Yep. We were talking about Jesus, really leaning into Him. Yep. Because there's no way we could do this podcast Mm-mm. without you having that foundational stuff too. Right. So if you're itching, by all means, yeah, go back. Go, to go it. back and, and listen to that. Uh, but for now, I will close us. Absolutely. Father God, we just thank you for the gift that is your word. Father, we thank you for all of your sustaining um, attributes for us. You keep us healthy. You keep us sane. You keep us uh, focused on you, Father. And I just ask that you would um, send your Holy Spirit to us to just dog us for for lack of a better word so that we don't forget that, that we always keep you in uh, the forefront of our mind and know that you as our parent have our best interest in heart. Um, I just ask now that you would uh, bless those that are listening to this, that uh, if they have any questions, that they would turn to your word and and look for some, some answers. And uh, we ask all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. We'll see you next time. Next time. <laughs>